FM Rewind. Bow eighty-eight point one. The Sports Hub. What were you studying? Uh, I have a degree, uh, BA, Bachelor of Arts. I majored in international relations and sure. political studies. I graduated on the 4th of April 2006. I don't know if you guys were born there. I know. <laughs> we were. Yeah, okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. 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 So I then left and I pursued my footballing dream. How important was it for you to have that background of education? Well, for me, uh, coming from a village, uh, that was like a way of me just um, getting an opportunity, you know, to better my life. Um, and I know I, I knew that like I had to really put put it all uh, in in making sure that my my education is proper. Uh, because that was the only way out for me, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a way of, of me uh, bettering my life and becoming a better person. And are you still busy with your sports law diploma? Uh, not sports law. Mm. Uh, sports law was uh, part of the program that I was doing. I graduated last year in September. Mm. Uh, it's an executive program in sports management um it's a course that that is run by fifa ciees and nelson mandela university mm-hmm. um it caters for a whole lot of you know aspects that that arounds that surround sports um it caters for the political economy of sports like sports finance mm-hmm. sports law um sports management um just you know a whole lot of aspect that that surrounds sports mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're mentioning politics and economy of sports because you once advised your peers to yeah. not venture into coaching, but instead to focus more on the political side and the economic side. In fact, I I, I, I was a bit misquoted on that one. Okay. What I meant to say was like like all of us almost like you know just flood into coaching mm. and we leave our affairs to be taken care of by people who haven't really played sports so why not like balance it out you know some guys like they are gifted in you know running their affairs sure. you know of a political structure so why not go into administration you know because now it just looks like after playing you, you go into coaching which yeah. which for me is like going sideways mm. so um so <laughs> And that's another <laughs> misconception, because now when, once you start saying, but like I want to go into administration, people ah, but like when you are too political, mm. and you see the reason now why we have this all these issues that are surrounding our football with uh, situations like contracts, yeah. you know, with tax, mental health issues. It's because we don't have you know us like running our own affairs. So when you get to the negotiating negotiating table. They actually just like telling you what to do. But like if you have someone who's played soccer who cares about the interest of footballers, then you know you can negotiate better. You have like a, a better leg to negotiate from. Would you then say it's somewhat of a, a lack of education rather than that people have when it comes to that? Because it's somewhat as if they all want to go into coaching per se when they don't know that they actually have other options. Yeah, I think it's uh, that uh, lack of education. It's also, you know, when, when you are not aware that like you can go to up to the 25th floor mm. and you're just being told your condition that the only 
the highest point you can go is like up to ninth floor. Mm. Then like it becomes difficult. So it's a it's a it's a it's a matter of education. Are we conscious? Are we empowering ourselves to say you know if you look at the trend right now, Eto is heading Cameroonian Federation. Uh, you've got like people like Davos who care who are involved, you know, in, in UEFA, you know, mm-hmm. former players like now they are going into administration. So why not continue that trend here? Mm. You're really making me think, you know, this building that we're in right now, this yeah. is floor nine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never been to the other floors. <laughs> come, to, come to think about it. I've never really been to the other floors. But then how would you, what is then the importance of uh, uh, teaching people about this so that they know then what to do after their careers? Well, uh, at FUSA, which is a football union of South Africa, um, we have uh, identified issues that we are going to tackle for the next, you know, two to three years. Um, you know, we're going to be carrying out workshops, um, you know, with issues such as uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. We've got um, a relationship with Lifeline, which solely focuses on, you know, um, teaching people about, like, uh, things like you know, mental health, basically, yeah. you know, counseling and, you know, stuff like that. We've got a relationship with BDO, which is one of the top uh, tax law firms in South Africa. We're going to be teaching our players about, you know, contracts and taxes and how to conduct those, those things. And you were in their shoes before you played football at the highest level. Who was doing what you were doing for them for you? Ah, well, um, I, I, I believe that, like, you know, the generational change, you know, requires that, like, if, if you have an experience, you know, you take that experience and then you pass it on to the next generation. Um, you know, it's, they say progress is a slow process. For me, there wasn't too many people, you know, who were in place to empower me. Some of, some of the things we had to, like, experience on our, on our own. Um, I think you know from being punished you know um, yeah. so that's that's that that's that's our experience but we are saying that like it doesn't have to be that for the next generation like we have learned and there's a role for us to play uh, because giving back you know uh, requires a lot and that's what we are planning to do it's a progress again it's a slow process it's, yeah. sometimes it's generational so mm. You know, sometimes it's just about like taking it one step at a time. Did Steve Compella coach you? Uh, I wish uh, he had, but yeah. we never, we never had an opportunity to work with him. Yeah. Just uh, the, the season after I left, uh, that's when he came to Chiefs. Oh, uh, 2014, 2015. Yeah, but like I, I remember my first encounter with Coach Steve. It was. 2009, I think I had just 10 pro. We were playing uh, a game against Free State Stars. He used to be the coach at Free State Stars then. And we had just played against them. I remember we played, I think, 1 1. <clears throat> and I think it was my fourth or fifth game. Uh, and then he came to me after the game and he was like, You are a promising defender because he used to be a center back as well. Sure. You know, so for me, I felt like, Okay, I probably just reminded him of himself. And like I, I felt tall, like just getting a compliment from uh, a man of such caliber. That's the Fumashamaito, who is the president of FUSA. The Sports Hub. This is still the Sports Hub on Vow FM 88.1. And we are still joined on studio by the Fumashamaito, who is the president of the Football Union of South Africa. And Tefu, you spoke that you deal with a lot of issues from the players. 
what is the most complaint or issues that you tend to receive from the players besides the ones that you chose to focus on it's contractual disputes um that's i think that's the main problem that's plaguing you know south african football um you know it's <clears throat> it's a heartbreak to know that like these players that even today um when they sign a contract they don't receive their copies mm. you know there's players who don't know their text numbers yeah you know so those those are the issues that that right now you know are facing south african football and it's going to take a collective you know to deal with it um i hear sometimes people blaming the players themselves but like uh in a society where you know certain demographic is being conditioned to think that they are disposable it creates an element of desperation um when when you when they put the contract on the table for you and they and then they say sign and you don't even have an opportunity to to go through it uh because you know that like if if you ask for some time to go and you know consult probably with a lawyer uh the next time you come back you know that opportunity will be gone will be given to the next person sure. so it's it's about the nature of the society that we are living in and it's going to take more than just you know players to solve these problems how important is it for players to have the copy of the contract it's important because like this when you do law the law of contract like you know both parties have to have a copy you know but like uh, i mean like if if i'm not going to have a copy next time i come back and i know that i signed 3 years and then they told me they they tell they come and tell me that like i signed 6 years hmm. where where is my my proof yeah, you know to to show that like but like this is what i negotiated on so it's very important you know to know your rights and to protect your rights but like i I'm, i said it's 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 going to be more than just footballers it it has to take all the stakeholders you know the agents the clubs the players as former players you know we have to stand up uh, for the current crop uh, of players on a on a more practical level then how does the union then interject when something like this happens when a player for example doesn't have a copy of their contract and you know there's some dispute when they think it's coming to an end ah uh, well we've working with um, a, a law firm um, that uh, takes responsibilities on such is- issues it it becomes you know very difficult at the end of the day you know to try to prove that like but this player has signed you know 3 years and the club insists that like you know it's this and this much yes um but most of uh, the disputes that we face right now it's it's with uh, unfair dismissals um it's with non payments of salaries you know so that you know there's there's a protocol that you have to follow um you know we can even take it up to fifa if needs be so we 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 have structures in place you know to to tackle those issues do you have any morocco solos player currently ah uh, no, no we, we don't <laughs> we we don't have any morocco solos players that's uh, handled by the other uh, the other union mm. uh we have had cases mostly from the nfd um so far since our inception we've handled about 60 cases mm. and i'm happy to announce that we've had um about 22 um successful ones that we've handled uh and there's still ones that are ongoing hmm. and zero losses by the way zero losses zero, yes. losses zero losses so far 
So you speak that um, Rokasolo's players are handled by the other union, but what do you think makes clubs to not pay the players their salaries come month end? Hey, my brother, it's uh, a lot of factors. It's it's greed. Um, also, mm. I feel like you know there's there's a lot of people who go into you know they buy clubs not knowing the extent of. Uh, the, the 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 energy that they have to pour into running a club, and once they found out, it's too late, you know. Um, but like for me, it's just down to to the system. I feel like uh, we can do better in in making sure that like um, clubs are are forced, you know, to make sure that like players are are paid at the end of the day. Um, one of the, the the main things that we are trying to push as a union as well is to try to push for a minimum wage. There's a lot of players that are being exploited that are earning peanuts, and I feel like it's one of those factors that we want to tackle and make sure that like it's addressed. Is striking the right the right way to go if something like that happens? Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are living in a capitalistic society, uh, so the only way to create a balance and to create fairness is to make sure that there are you know legal statutes in place you know to force those who are powerful you know to make sure that they comply have you ever went through that maybe an unpaid salary or a contractual dispute or something which might be happening today that happened to you before i was lucky enough to have played for uh bit vets i commend them for being one of the most uh, well-run teams uh, that I've played for. I played for Kaiser Chiefs, top-notch. I played for Supersport as well, top-notch. So I was lucky enough to play for well-structured, well-run teams. Um, but having said that, like I've had like um, you know crazy stories from my counterparts about sometimes going for two or three months <sighs> without even pay- getting paid. I mean, like, the situation at Swallows, it was a bit unfortunate because yeah. players were trying to, like, stand up for what what was right, but they end up ha- having to pay a heavy penalty. <laughs> so imagine if you're alone. <laughs> they, it was, like, 22. <laughs> imagine if you're alone. It's, it's, it's just a doggy-dog kind of, like, situation. Yeah, and you speak about it, we living in a capitalistic world, right? Mm. At the end of the day, I think what people also miss is that Football clubs are also somewhat businesses, right? Yeah. But then how how can we then separate the two to actually treat the employees slash players like employees with fair treatment? Like for me, there's a, there's a grant that teams get from PSL every month. So for me, like where does that money go? You know, so if we, we come into PSL, you know, to receive grant and then channel that money, uh, somewhere else then you know that's the grid that i'm talking about you know there's a monthly grant that we get so how come players are not getting paid and i'm sure if we are having you know a situation where that that grant can take care of all the players but like why not give them half why go three months without being paid you know so what happens with the grant but also you know um fair to you know to swallows i i had uh mr marshall raise a very valid point to say but like the rules in the psl that prevent you know certain sponsorship uh from oh, yeah. sponsoring the teams as well like yeah. does have a negative impact you know on how they run their businesses so i think it's about time that like uh they also like address such issues
Sure, man. I, I think this is a very important thing. And uh, you mentioned something about education. Mm. Do you feel like players invest in knowing about the legal side of sports because they sign many contracts, even though it's not a team, maybe it's a sponsorship or something else? Past generations, uh, it was just ignorance. Our mm. generations and generations <laughs> before. <laughs> like, as long as you know like greatly like an opportunity to play for chiefs like that's the most important thing but like i feel like things are slowly changing now like um you, you get kids now who are well spoken who go to like proper schools you know parents are invested in you know uh making sure that their careers are, are well taken care of and i think if that you know just like um spreads across uh i think um a lot of things will, will change eventually. It's all about information. It's all about awareness. It's all about education. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no waste time. Because no, you're right. They say we are that re- generation that, that always cries, know your rights. But I must say, as much as you do know your rights, you must also know the responsibility yeah. that comes with that. Hmm. Definitely. Like, rights comes with res- responsibilities. Mm. The Sports Hub. Thank you so much for tuning in on 88.1. Alternatively, on vowfm.co.za. And we do have a voice note for Tefu. Good evening to the Sports Hub and Abuti Tefu there in studio. It's Bafo King here. I just want to ask, um, as a union, you know, is there any kind of uh, teamwork that you're doing maybe with, you know, greater footballing powers, um, such as, you know, uh, the football governing body, as well as, you know, even the government, the Ministry of Sports, Arts and Culture, you know, particularly in the sports section where, you know, we always hear of players being exploited, um, being fired, as in the Morocco Solos case, case etc., etc. But... Are there any is there any sort of teamwork that you know you and the government or any you know footballing body that you you're kind of working together towards in order to minimize such exploitations, minimize cases that should have really not have been there, you know, had there been a hard you know kind of um, implementation on certain rules and you know making sure that players are protected from any sorts of exploitation within the sector. Thank you, Tsbafuki. Yeah, um, we we held our first congress on the 12th of January and uh, some of the resolutions uh, that we vowed, you know, to go after, um, we have to, we still have to go to PSL uh, to introduce ourselves. Uh, we still have to go to SAFA, obviously, because of the, the AFCON. We couldn't, like, get a proper date with them. Uh, we are also still busy uh, with registration with the Department of Labor. Um, so we just want to make sure that like all those structures and everything they are you know in place um, so that like we introduce ourselves because there are gatekeepers um, in, 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 in this in this world and you don't want to start off on, on a bad foot so that's that's what we are still a baby um, there's um, certain things that we are still you know trying to put in place what about women's football? We have uh, the Holy Bed Super League. Yes, um, that's uh, another factor which is very important. Uh, you, we are the first union um, to have like uh, a, a women in our leadership structures. Uh, our treasurer uh, is a former Bafana, um, Banyana Banyana player. Um, we also gonna be handling their issues, which is um, I don't want to say the other unionists hasn't been like taking care of mm. that. But like that's um, 
another place that we are go we are gonna be going into we're also gonna be handling the affairs of amateurs you know it's the, the first the first the first one in south africa it, it's the the first experience in south africa so we're gonna be handling the affairs of the amateurs like from the fourth division right right until the the, the psl we're gonna be handling those affairs what more can we expect from fusa going forward uh, it's just like raising awareness. Uh, like I said, um, there's a lot of players who are having issues with mental with mental health um, issues. Uh, so we're going to be handling that with workshops. Uh, we're going to be educating um, our players on, on issues such as contract, on issues such as tax. Uh, we're going to be engaging individual clubs. Uh, we're going to be looking to increase our membership you know and obviously also try to get recognition uh, from fifth pro as well because that's very important and as someone who has you know seen the football structure in south africa throughout these years mm. while playing football and now um not playing anymore what would you say are some of the things that have changed in terms of player versus union relationships uh, it's just more awareness, you know. Like when I when I was playing, like all I wanted was just to train and go home. And I'm, I, when I'm say I, I'm talking for, you know, our yes. generations. Like, if if there are workshops that are being proposed, I'm not interested because like <laughs> I'm tired. I just want to go home. So now, also uh, because of social media, you know, like it's easy to spread, you know, the word around. Mm. Uh, Players are more interested now in, in being educated. They want to know what's happening. Um, they are interested in knowing what is it that you guys are going to do for me because my agent is not, like, representing me properly. You know, so that that I can say is, like, a bit of change that I'm seeing right now. Yeah. And something which footballers might not be aware of is uh, the insurance and unemployment benefits. Yeah. Um, you, you know, there was a, there was a case... Uh, that we, we we tried to attend to last last week, uh, no last of last week. Yeah. Uh, there's a player who got loaned by um, a PSL team, and then he went to NFD, and the player got injured, mm-hmm. and he got taken to a public hospital. And when he gets there, like I think it took about three days, and he started like raising awareness around it. Mm. The the loaners said it's not our responsibility you know the club that you know took him on loan yeah. they must be responsible you know uh for his hospital you know uh, issue and like we tried to intervene but eventually because like it was gaining traction in the media they they attended to to the situation so it's it's all about information my brother yeah. uh, there's a whole lot of things that are being conducted within that political economy of football that are being swept you know under under carpet and it doesn't simmer down you know to the very uh, important uh, stakeholder of the game which is a player mm. there are a whole lot of you know agreements and you know business deals that are done in their name but they don't get to benefit which is sure. what you're just like talking about right now you know Karabo, Tefu strikes me as a guy who 
who's well read man you know that's why that's why i'm actually sad on on his behalf that he didn't have that chance to be coached by him yeah. i think he, he's the one that would have understand understood those uh, philosophical theories <laughs> Thank, thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for coming here on the Sports Hub and uh, we wish you all the best with uh, your position at FUSA as well as uh, the union and the work that you guys are doing. Gary, you are going to offer the cases. Let's go, you are. Hey, thank you so much. down the union. Hey, hey. You're ruining the Champions League. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank you so much, man. That is Tefuma Shamaito, who is uh, the president of the Football Union of South Africa, representing players all across the country. Peter, it's a little vana. It's a little nako, it's a little nako. Yeah, man. The Sports Hub. FM Rewind. Bow 88.1.